Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we not gonna waste no time. We you already know the no time. Let's go. Let's go. You already know the disclaimer. But before we begin anything, Tamara's moment, her season is arriving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you said be ready. Relax yes. and unwind. Yes. Relax and unwind. Her season is coming. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about like her her birthday is approaching. <laughs> My born day is upon us. Yo, it is Scorpio season. Scorpio as fuck. Yo, if you don't know Sweet November, please stay tuned. Please stay tuned. That's it. So, so she just before before we even went on on the record and we started recording, she started talking to me about her game plan in terms of like the prep, the preparation. Just the prep. You you gotta prep up. And this this preparation is it comes in a series of days. <laughs> well, I mean, hello. Any self-respecting Scorpio has a prep time. No, 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 no. You, so listen for for the lover for the audience. I just want you to I, I want you to bear witness to what the prep is going to look like. Yes. Tamara, t- tell the audience. What you have educated me about today <laughs> in a matter of minutes, please tell tell the audience what's going on. Like for for the birthday, for the yes. birthday celebration, we're not even talking about just the birthday. We're talking oh. about the preparation. The preparation. Well, so if that's the case, then the preparation actually began today. Okay. So um, I had drinks at Campus House with our girl Yannick and Daryl Carter. Okay. So, had drinks, then went to the farm with my girl. We got homemade apple ciders, and we was trying to get apples for the drink, a specialty drink that we're doing Lord. on my born day. Then, so, we're, so, or so organically, we are going to get drunk. Okay. <laughs> well, listen. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. So that was today. So tomorrow. I have to get my vehicle washed. Then I have brunch with a colleague. Then brunch queen. Yeah. Brunch queen. Oh, absolutely. I am the brunch guru. Then after that, I'm going to get my hair blown out and my ends trimmed. Then after that, I have a facial appointment and a chakra rebalancing Mm. session. Mm. So that's Saturday. Then Sunday, I get my hair braided, right? Boom. Get ready. Black girl magic. Then moving into my boring day. I actually am at the gym with my trainer in the morning. Mm. Then I am going back to the spa to get pedicure. Mm. Just gotta have a treatment on my birthday. She about to get then pampered, y'all. I have y'all. a photo shoot. She about to get pampered. <laughs> yes. Then there's a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Video stuff coming. So there's some new trailer that's gonna be dropping, and then I'm having a born day brunch with my crew. Then I fly out the next morning, and I'll be in the ATL for um, a little bit longer than two weeks. Now, when what day are you going to the A? Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Yo, ain't that like election day? It is. Oh, you wilding. You bugging. <laughs> you bugging out. You are bugging out. Listen, I'm going to have my Yo, 2020 sweatshirt on. Come at me if you will. Listen, you no doubt have a gun too. 
<laughs> have a gun too. Sure, absolutely. You know, have it's a, a red state. Sure. You know what yep. I'm saying? Open carry state. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be you're gonna have to be strapped because the way people acting right now, you're gonna right. man. You know what I'm saying? But but out of when's the birthday? When's the birthday okay. for the audience? Monday? Oh my God. Monday. Happy early birthday, my queen. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Happy early birthday. Thank yes. It's Monday. Um, yeah, sweet November, November 2nd. Um, Word. and I always and you know, so there was so much going on. So growing up, Fred. I always loved Halloween because my birthday was two days later, right? So I'm like, yeah, I get all this candy and then it's my birthday and I still have, you still have candy over because, you know, when the projects, we 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 did Beggar's Night and Halloween because we oh, wanted so you all had, the candy. You had, you you was on a sugar <laughs> rush for real. You was yep. on a sugar rush for yeah, real. Like, you I was mean, like, I'm getting all the candy. All the candy. All the candy. <laughs> all the candy. Yep. I feel you. So, yeah, that's, that's you know what I mean? That's it. It's, I'm excited. I've, um, so I'm going to drop this and then I'm, I'm going to let you go because there's so many things and we don't want to kill everybody, you know, at one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what yeah. happened. Yeah. Listen, listen, this. You know, to, to, for for tonight's podcast, tonight's conversation. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna try to we're gonna do this in like a power hour, because I feel because I, I feel like we can. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah. delve deep into this and we can tackle this concisely. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, power, um, I'm I'm with it. I'm power hour. But let me just get, you know hit you with this real quick. Um, so for those that don't know, um, and as you get to know Fred and myself. And as we move on in our journeys individually and then collectively um, as mm -hmm. colleagues, as friends, as, you know, two individuals that belong to um, the D9 community as parents, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and just all of that. Um, I love my birthday and my mother really has still been able, unable to put her finger on why of all of her children, I am just been always jazzed about my birthday. So anyway, I am in the process of, purging so i was in the attic right john tasty all had all of her red dials up there and whatever and the universe kept bringing pictures of me and my younger more naive self <laughs> in my old journals fred every journal i picked up and it didn't matter which one it was when i opened it up it was always about a fucking relationship with a man and I was like, and, and so let me tell you this. So, the, so then the ego, right, came in and I was like, throw that shit away because that, that's not you anymore. But then I thought about what I do with MEE and helping women embrace their dreams, giving them the tools to share their stories because I believe their stories connected to success. And I was like, Tamara, it, it, you are coming connect, you're coming full circle to mm. it with it Talk right to. now for a reason and you're not it. supposed to throw them away because you're talking about narrating your story standing in your truth and owning it well this is a part of your story right Talk and then about it. Talk if about you're it. able to share again you talk about sharing the story and making other people lives better then your life in turn becomes better then you have to keep it, if nothing else for content to throw out when you were again speaking with women around the world, young college women, etc. So I just wanted to share that so it was dope. So I'm going to drop some photos of me on my birthday. This, this one black and white is fire. 
but it's fire in, a, in, in an innocent kind of way because it's black and white. It was when I was doing so-called modeling. And you, you talk about an innocent, you know, person, when you look at your younger son, you're like, yo, I was so innocent and naive and, you know, just believed everyone was good and believe, you know, um, basically anything anyone told me, naivete. And then now I'm like, still that same person, yeah, yeah. but I've grown, right? I found me. So, yeah. Mm. There it is. You go, you go ahead, girl. You go ahead, girl. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy because um, before we begin, I want to piggyback off of what you just said about how you went and you was doing purging and you came across, yeah. you know, old um, old journals and old experiences. Mm-hmm. And me, I had a similar experience. I'm an artist, right? So I like to draw and sketch and all that stuff. Right. And you know, so I came across a couple of portfolios and a couple of sketchbooks. But each sketchbook, it reminded me of a certain period of time in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I was. And um, I just saw, like you said, I saw the growth. I saw the development. I seen, yep. it's funny because for me, when I'm in the, when I'm in a, a a place where you can tell I'm going through something because there's great detail in and mm. the sketches and that I would do and uh-huh. the work that I would do in the product like it, it'll be it'll be great detail you so, know so, so okay and, and now I don't know this might end up being a deep dive on you and I in developing the reflection because I love this. And we're both artists and artists in different ways. So what sure. have you surmised the mm. detail meant in those works and the differentiation from the other ones? What have you been able to put your finger on? Do tell. I think that the greater the detail for me symbolized that I was looking for answers. Ooh. I was looking for answers on a lot of things. And it was was deep. it more personal? Was it more yeah. personal? It was more personal. Okay. It was more personal. So the deeper I got, the more greater the detail it was. So more intricate patterns of shading, more uh, more touch-ups with the pencil. Um, then I would start going into, instead of graphite, I will start going to charcoal. Then I would start putting some color and some paint. And then I would start like dibbling and dabbling and, you know, just all kinds of different techniques that I never knew that I had that capability of doing. And the next, you know, I am doing it. You know what I'm saying? And all of that, all of those details was just, uh, I guess it was just um, me dis- trying to discover deeper answers mm-hmm. to, to questions that I had, not only about the experiences I was going through, mm-hmm. but just like where I was as a person. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, and then, and then there was like, the, then it was like the other, you know, the, the other fun thing. So like when I started, you know, uh, sketching and drawing about, you know, um, I'm a comic book buff, right? So like when I would start sketching about like some of my favorite characters, like a Superman, a Batman, a Spider-Man, or, you know, I'll start drawing some anime. I'm in a fun light place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I started noticing mm-hmm. that there's a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just, like, I just, like you, you started reflecting on these experiences and I, I, I acutely remember where I was mm. when I was drawing these spaces, how I felt, what I felt, 
who I felt like, who made me feel the way I needed to, you know, I felt at the moment, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's interesting that you mentioned that because the the same experience kind of just happened to me, you know what I'm Mm. saying? So that was cool. I love that. There was something I was going to say to build on that in terms of, I love how you were tying in not only was the work more detailed, but the instruments and the tools that you used. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm an, I'm not an artist in that space, and you know this, but I so respect it and love it. And I just, I think that there's something pretty spectacular, Fred, when we stop and pause, right? Yeah. Because our life, there is always informing us right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the whisper. But sometimes we get so immersed in what we want to have happen, what we believe should have happened, what we think should be happening, that the universe stops and says, okay, well, you know what? I have more for you. But if that's all you want, Fred, sure. If that's all you want, Tamara, okay, sure. And then when we get to those moments where we can just say, this is not enough, or you're brave enough to ask the difficult questions to get to the answer or move away from relationships, people, places, and things that no longer serve their purpose. Right. Yeah. That's deep. That's good. That's good. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that, that could, that could transition us into a whole different topic. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. Saying. You listen, you know, I, I know. What, what, how does I know. know? Um, you know, you lead, I follow. Man, listen. So for the audience, check this out, right? You know what I'm saying? If you don't get right, you will get left. You will get left. You know Quick, fast, in a hurry. Quick, fast, in a hurry. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, but, but, okay, here's another thing. We're talking about art, right? My wife, my wife, just recently, right? We sat in the car. We was going, we was going to our new property, right? <laughs> and she sat down, and I think... I was talking about the podcast and she was like, Fred, your logo is so prophetic. I was like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She was like, Fred, she looked at my picture, right? My part and the face covering. Yep. And she was like, Fred, when did y'all create this? Like maybe a year or two ago. I was like, yeah. She was like, look at the times now. Look at all of it. Yours mouth, my eyes. Like, she's like, yo, she's like, look at the, she's like, everybody has to wear a mask now. Mm -hmm. And now she's like, and then you look at Tamara, people are trying to cover the truth. She's like, yo, your logo is prophetic. She was like, yo, she's like, she's like, you sure? You ain't got no gifts that I don't know about. I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. She was like, yo, Fred, seriously. She's like, people need to pay attention. It's like people need to pay attention because this is going somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys, like unconsciously, you guys kind of you probably you, spoke, yeah, spoke something. You spoke you know, something, or not even spoke, but you saw. created something and saw a vision that is prophetic in the future. You know mm. what I'm saying? And and like I I just want to tell people all the time, I did not do that shit on purpose. <laughs> that right. was and, not on purpose. <laughs> and and you know what? It was not on purpose, but 
the universe knew, right? right? We were, when you came with the Africa, yo, sis, I see the continent. And then mm -hmm. I would see our images inside. Now, that was the artiste in him. And I'm like, okay, I like it. And right. then, you know, um, he started. And then we, you know, we um, brought in one of our mentees and, you know, um, finished up the project. And the more it began coming into focus, the more we fell in love with it. I tell right. you, I rock that. Like, that logo, I love that logo better than my company's logo. Now you know how I'm sold out for it. I know I know how you are. You, I know you, I, I know where the energy is. <laughs> we can't say anything about ME, but that logo right there, and now with Sierra adding on that additional spice, yo, that, that logo is gonna be timeless. And yo. I'm telling you, like, yeah, we yeah. And it and it came at a time like it it just came in a time and space where I mean, just look at where we are now, y'all. Look at the picture. You look at our logo, and that is exactly where we are right now. That is exactly where we are right now. And I'll leave it at that. So today, we have some ground to work up on. We got some things that we need to reflect on. We have we had a cliffhanger on our last episode where we uh, started to talk about Ice Cube. And my sister was like, she wanted to table the conversation because she was like, yo, listen. She's like, let me... Let me let me listen. Let me do some research. Let me see. My sister is giving me a look. <laughs> she's giving me, she's giving me the side eye, like the, the you know, real, giving me real. the side eye about a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I I'm an I am eager to listen to what she has to say and her take with regards to Ice Cube and his proposition and his intentions for working with uh 45 agent. Agent Rotten Orange, you know what I'm saying, and um, you know, so yeah, we for for those of you for those of you who um, who will be tuning in this podcast, the theme of it all is really centered around um, the election and you know the the ramifications of the election. So we're going to be discussing um, in detail. And a power hour, y'all. We're going to be discussing in detail, um, you know, just where we are in terms of the election. Because by the time you listen to this, um, the election has come and gone. Mm. And, you know, we are in, like, I don't know, Tamara, I, I, I did my duty. I did early voting already. I already voted. Man. I wasn't going to risk it. I already voted. Listen. Everybody that live in this house had to vote or you had to find somewhere else to live. Listen, listen, listen. Me? It's it's that kind of situation. And I'm pretty sure that it's that situation too. There's not one person in this country that is not talking about this election. I don't care how far, wide, rich, poor, it don't matter. Everybody is talking about this election. One and reason or another. And you know, today we're just gonna try to dig into it a little bit from a black uh, from a black perspective. You know, what I'm saying tackle a few things. So the first thing I want to uh, open up on is uh, Ice Cube. Um, you know, our dear brother, and uh, you know, really uh, talk uh, and give both of us give some takes in terms of like the intent behind Ice Cube and what he was uh, doing uh, with his initiative. So Tamara. What is your take overall? What is your overall take with regards to the aspirations of uh, 
Ice Cube and his intent with the uh, the uh, contract with Black America? Um, let me say this. Uh, my end won't be detailed. My end won't be long drawn out. My My end will be real short. And I'll talk about that. Um, well, one, I'm going to talk about why. To the very thing you just mentioned, bruh, everyone in every corner of not only the United States, but globally is watching us right now mm-hmm. and watching to see what is going to be the outcome on 3 November. Mm-hmm. Right? And I am not going to give the Ice Cube, the 50 Cent, the Little Wayne media frenzy, social media frenzy, any more than it deserves. Because I believe it's, they've all taken up too much airplay. They've taken up too much energy. They've taken up too much of our valuable time when we need to be getting to the individuals that don't have rights to vote, like the elderly, getting to these young people that you and I teach and educate who believe that their vote does not matter because they don't understand the electoral college processes, mm-hmm. you know, and then for other individuals that would be willing to have an open and honest dialogue with two educators who are on the record like you and I. Right. So. For all of those reasons, I'm not going to say a whole bunch. What I will say is there is parts of what Ice Cube indicated that, yep, I can see and I can rock out with. And that is, you're going to oh, let... Hold on. Yeah, we're going to let Nas in this okay. conversation. Okay. We're going to let him in this conversation. Nas, you okay. are definitely on... The, the the record here with the for the love of what's up brother Nas how you doing Nazir hey hey what's going on how you guys doing tonight good we already hot and heavy yeah, into listen, it we hot and heavy already so. and we um just to bring you up to speed and I just introduced the topic to Tamara she's about she was about to go in you know what I'm saying but we are visiting the conversation about Ice Cube and his intent with working with uh, Agent Orange Face so uh. Right. Yeah. Not Agent Orange Face. Yes, Agent Orange that's Face. A, right. Agent so, Orange Face. Agent yeah. Orange Face number 45. So, um, Nas, what I said was I was not going to spend a whole bunch of time giving um, any more space than it's already taking up, not only within the Black community, but social media, um, because I would rather we spend the time on how do we identify those individuals that need to get to the polls, like elderly individuals? How do we speak to young, brilliant individuals like you, but those that don't believe that their vote count matters or count because they don't understand the electoral um, electoral college process. Those individuals that hadn't even um, registered to vote. I'd rather us spend time talking about that importance. And then the very, you know, significant thing that we've now just celebrated this year 
women having the right to vote for just a hundred years. So think about all the advancements, think about all the things that are now in question because we have the confirmation of a new Supreme Court justice who's not in the likeness of Justice Bader Ginsburg. That's the shit I'm going to talk about. So mm -hmm. since my colleague, my bruh asked, and this is for the love of, and we're going on the record, I said there's one um, aspect I am, I can hear Ice Cube on where he says he's willing to meet with anyone that is willing to support and assist his actual plan. I get that because when a people are desperate, when the people are hopeless, they will go to any place and anywhere where they can find support. I get Absolutely. that. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I definitely agree with that. Um, right. it's, and it's funny that you mentioned that too, because um, I did a personal safety lesson with my students um, this week. And one the restorative justice question that I asked them was, if you, if you had the chance to make one law in this country, mm. what would it be and a whole bunch of my students was given a whole bunch of different answers and things like that and most of them were saying um that um they would make a law for um for high school students that are 14 and over to vote mm. which was which was very Thank shocking to me it. too yeah and because i would not think because when i was 14 i didn't really really think about voting and things like that because i obviously wasn't able to but now that I'm watching these students being very cognizant of how this election process works and how important it is, um, it surprises me and it shocks me and it, it gives me hope for the future definitely because they do have the interest of providing some type of equality uh, to this country. So it was very surprising to me that a lot of them, um, most of them are um, undocumented and immigrants as well too. So um, a lot of them were saying, like, you know, that immigrants can be able to vote. They were saying that um, somebody, one of us would have said no more Karens, if y'all know the, the lingo to that. <laughs> um, so that goes ties into what, um, what, what we're talk, talking about right now, which is the, um, you know, the situation with Ice Cube, you know, supporting, you know, Mr. Orange Face, Mr. Number 45. Right. Um, because of situations like that, you know, so it it's right. It shocked me. It, it definitely did shock, shock me. So, yeah. So that's the first thing. I, I um I understand the idea of wanting to have conversations with anyone who would would and could be a part of the solution. The thing that I'm tripping about is he talked about the plan is about opportunity um the, the gap opportunity yeah right which i understand but well let me say this what does he I, I feel like this what do you mean by the um opportunity gap if we're talking about wealth distribution then why not start with you okay mm. you you million million millionaire and the thing that for me and again let me say this i haven't dig i haven't dug deeply I've kind of, again, read an article. I saw snippets because, again, I just felt like it was taking up too much of our important time and I need to keep my head in the game. So when I'm showing up for my scholars, my daughter, us here at For the Love Of, I can be of sound mind and not all emotional because we're reacting too much out of emotion and not out of fact enough. 
Mm-hmm. So he talked about, he called both the Dems and, you know, the Republicans, but the Republicans were the only one who would meet with them. Bruh, yeah, because they were going to use it as a smoking gun. The same thing that number 45 did when Hillary was winning right a week before the election, he drops the same old bomb again about her emails as secretary of state when Congress found her innocent of doing nothing. Then that significantly shifted the momentum, the pendulum, and he ended up winning. So my disappointment, or let me say this, I don't even know if I'm saying disappointed because like he doesn't owe me anything and like I don't owe him, I'm him meaning Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Would I... I would have, he, this would not be a conversation. Let me just say this. This would not be a conversation, Fred and Nas, if he, after that meeting in August, he came out to the community and said, yo, y'all, so y'all not blindsided. Right. I'm, I put out this proposal. Again, a contract for Black America. I pitched it to the Dems. I pitched it to the Republicans. The Dems said, hey, Hey, guy, hey, let's wait until after the election. The Republicans, I met with the son-in-law for three hours, and they were talking about getting $500 million, you know, to this particular plan. Bullshit. But again, so what? Right? Tell us so then that way we're not blindsided because we knew Agent 45 was going to drop it strategically in our lap as a bomb right before the election. And guess what? Now we're spending a whole bunch of time talking about this bullshit. We should be talking about how many people do we need to help get to the voting polls. That's my piece. Okay. All right. Nas, you want to add anything before I go? No, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's very important um, in this situation because um, it kind of it kind of dawns me uh, the, uh, it kind of is dawning on me of the fact that, you know, um, especially like um, now in this, you know, in this world of the pandemic that we are living in, um, it's, you know, people don't want to come out their homes and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and people don't want to go to these ballots because um, there's still people in this world who or this country, I would say, who still has not came out their houses ever since March. Yeah. So we also got to be, you know, thinking of that because of the fact that, you know, some people may not be comfortable about what's going on and things like that. Yes, you can get your, your ballot mailed and things and things like that, you know, but when Samara speaks about elder, elderly being able to, you know, to go to the ballot and vote and things like that, I think about those things too because their vote matters just as much as, you know, an 18-year-old, 20-year-old, you know, um, votes matter. But in regards to the... Um, to, you know, Agent 45 and, and all the, you know, the, excuse my language, you know, all the stuff that he's been doing and all the, you know, the tomfoolery. I just think that I was, I, actually, I was speaking to one of my colleagues and she was telling me that she thinks that next week, Tuesday, is going to be a big riot. A riot? Yes, yeah. a riot. Because of the yeah, fact that, that energy, and the, that energy and the one is thing out that there. she mentioned, the one thing she mentioned was either way it goes. Yeah, yep. either, either way. way it goes, either it's way. going to be a riot. So that scared me. I was like, you know what? That is crazy how we are living in a country mm-hmm. where either way it goes, there's going to be some type of rebellion. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? And you know what's crazy now? It's just like you ground zero. You right in the DMV area, right? 
Right. Exactly. I'm, I literally live right in about the DMV 20, area. 20 minutes away from um, the White House, literally. Like, all I got to do is drive down Route, um, Route 50, and at the end of the Route 50 is right where the White House is at. Yeah. So yeah. I ain't trying to step foot over there because I already know they're going to be boycotting. Yeah. Oh, that street over there, when I tell you. Yep. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and so I was just having this conversation with one of my sorority sisters. She and I were talking about it and she shared, you know, these statistics with me. But I'll say this to both of you because I want to make sure that you all hear it from me. I'm telling all of my loved ones, all of the people that I care about, and that includes both of you in our team and anybody else, vote. And before it gets dark, make sure you're home, you and your family, because I believe so as well. I believe the temperature for our world is so explosive right now. And mm-hmm. Nas, you are absolutely right. I don't think that it's going to matter. Whatever the outcome is, somebody's going to be outraged and maybe even outraged enough to do something. I told my daughter, she, she and I are already voted. You need to have yourself in the house, locked down, whatever you don't have, you're not going to have, you know, until the next day. Because when you have someone who sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and saying that he's not even going to transition power, what does that say? Not only that, they're not even talking in code during that first presidential um, debate. Fred and I talked about it. They're not even talking in code. He said, stand down, but stand by. They're not even talking in code anymore. So these two statistics, the number of black people, black and brown people who are getting their firearm license has increased significantly. And then Mm -hmm. the second thing, for the people that live in the United States, they were interviewing, it was an individual who has something to do with their um, applications for um, citizenship into um, Italy. Italy indicated, Fred, you probably heard this, Mm -hmm. Italy indicated because they have a great education system, which is free, and then they have excellent health care. They normally would get 25 applications, you know, every other day or so. They're getting over 100 per day now from individuals who live in the States because there are people who are saying, I can't do four more years of this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and you talk about Italy. Imagine Canada. Oh, Canada! Right, Canada said, "Listen, we don't want y'all." Right, Canada's like we not they even. They still haven't even opened. They were supposed to open at the end of this month. I don't even know nah, if they. They're waiting. Open. They're waiting until the end I of the so after the election. the election. And I think it's going to be after the new year because I think they're going to draw out this election all the way up until January. So you know, I, I think it, it after November third is going to be a movie, y'all. It's going to be a movie. So, but here's my take. Um, So with Ice Cube, right? So after listening to the interviews, because I listened to countless interviews with Ice Cube on the Roland Martin show, uh, on the um, Hot 97, on Sway in the Morning, on Big Boys Radio, you know what I'm saying? I listened to a lot of these things. And the one thing that I got out of it is, no, I don't think Ice Cube is a sellout. I think his intent was misinformed. I think the Republicans used that, obviously, as 
uh, a weapon. They yeah. use like they use them. They, they use it as a decoy. They use it yeah, as they used, a decoy. Right. They use that as a decoy and a weapon for them to create confusion within us as a people. Because if you look at if you look at the the verbiage and the you know the information that was put out there on all social media platforms republicans was like this is a win for us thank you ice cube for endorsing trump and ice cube came out the very same day like hold on that's false i never endorsed y'all i just like we just met i met with both the democrats and i met with the republicans the problem that i had with ice cube Speaking. is the fact that one your timing yeah that's what i'm timing. saying timing Timing of it was horrible. If this happened in August, why all of a sudden is that coming out now, like a week or two prior to the election? That's my that's my main you know point. Like, um, Ice Cube is smart enough to know that the Trump administration was going to use this as a card that they were going to pull out as, ha-ha, got you, and one in the clip. And that's what I'm saying. He should have gotten in front of this to what do the black and brown community a favor. You're talking about you're wanting to create a plan for the black and brown community uh, to lessen the opportunity gap. Well, get in front of this because you know what this clown is, what capable of because he's been doing it for the last four years. That's why, guess what? I don't think he's a sellout necessarily. And I like the fact that he did come out and say, yo, I didn't say I was, um, again, backing in or supporting Trump. I said I had a meeting with him and his team, but that's why he should have put it. What does it it say? Whoever controls the narrative controls the outcome. That's why I'm pissed. but But you know, this reminded me also of when Trump first got elected in 2016 and he met with Steve Harvey. And you saw, and you saw what happened with Steve Harvey, like they demonized Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey's like, yo, I met with the man because I wanted to talk to him about the conditions for housing for black people. Yep. Since you're like, you've been elected, you're in office, so I want to talk to you about this. You're a businessman, I want to talk to you about this. And the black community, like, completely turned their back on Steve Harvey about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't yep. know what happened to Nas, but I'm pretty sure he'll come back on. But yeah. um but 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 now but now you got but now you got but now you got Ice Cube who has his own intent and he's met with both sides. And mind you for the record, the Democrats didn't tell Ice Cube we won't listen or implement your plan. They just yep. said, let's wait until after the election. Ice Cube, Ice Cube is like, he takes the narrative and he's like, well, you know, the Dems, they were nice, but they won't, like, they, they weren't trying to resolve at that moment. The Republicans was like, yo, we'll listen to you now. And, oh, by the way, we'll take your plan, right? And we'll include it in the platinum plan that 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 aluminum foil plan and you know not only that because if you really paid attention to ice cubes plan it's an economic it's an economic empowerment plan right because it's all about economics and grant and but it's a plan that's nothing new martin roland called his ass on the carpet on that there are a whole bunch of other i was going to get to that Okay, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. You know, so, you know, like, so if you read the plan and you went through it line by line, like your brother, Roland Martin, 
know what I'm saying? Who's mm-hmm. been doing this for a year? That's his life's work. That's right? what, it, and he's good at it. And he's good at it, right? All of the stuff that Ice Cube developed with the guidance of other grassroots workers and attorneys in California, this is all the stuff that's already been in place, you know, for decades now. You know, this ain't nothing mm-hmm. new. You know, other grassroots, other grassroots organizations, other presidencies, other offices, other senators, other grassroots organizations, Black Lives Matter movements have come together to put together these same initiatives. The problem that I see in this with Ice Cube outside of the timing is the fact that he's truly been misinformed with a lot of stuff. And he's not And when I say misinformed, I'm talking and I'm going to reiterate about the fact that there has been other agendas and initiatives in the past that he does not know about that has done the same thing. Brother Roland Martin, right, has pointed that out to him. And Roland Martin went line by line comparing the platinum plan to Ice Cube's uh, contract with Black America, and he's asking Cube, Cube, tell me in this plan where you see an advantage, not only for you, but for the Black community, where? You talk about, like, Ice Cube, one of the things that he highlighted about Ice Cube, and we got our sister Nikita, of, oh, this is about to be some great shit. We got Nikita coming up over here. But um, one of the things, what's up, Nikita? What's up, baby? Hey, What's up, baby? Hi, babe. So, um, nah, Nas was on here a minute ago. He's about to come back on. Yeah. So, what we're we're talking about the the Ice Cube situation, and uh, we're talking about the ramifications of it. So, just to catch you up. And and the interview between him and Laurel Myron. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and Cube really can't like every question that Cube was presented. He really didn't have. A real answer. The only the only answer that he had was the fact, and I agree with, is what's in it for the black community. You know what I'm saying? And I and I understand and I appreciate the fact that Ice Cube felt compelled to do something. You know what I'm saying? As a celebrity and using his platform to try to do something. I get it. But I just think that Ice Cube needs to be more informed. And he's admitted that. He said, I need to be informed more. And two, he needs to work more collaboratively with the Black Lives Matter movements and other grassroots organizations and other politicians that have been doing this for decades. You know, and one of the things that he's mentioned is the fact that, well, you know, if you guys have been doing this, how come there's no results? Roland Martin was like, the reason why there is no results is because look at the chess, look, look at the chess moves that has happened that is preventing the progression of these, of these laws or these proposed bills, right? He was like, look who's in the House. The Senate, yeah, you could run it through the Senate because there's more Democrats in there and they're more progressive and liberal. However, once it passes the Senate, it has to go to the House, and the House ain't even looking at it because there's more conservatives. It's all conservative. They're not, and, and for those of you who don't know what conservatives is, those are Republicans who have no interest in the black in, in the conditions of black and brown people in this country. No interest at all. They're interested in keeping again 
the order of this patriarchal society. They're interested in their interest only. They're interested in keeping the order as such, and they're interested not in our trials and tribulations. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and to, to close this out, because we, I want to go into some other things, you know, look at the optics, right? Look at, you know, and we'll talk about this a little later. Now we got little Wayne that's come into the picture and now he's, you know, endorsing. And the thing is, is like, like you said, we're giving too much attention. We are to these things because it's a distraction it is and distraction it's a distraction lead, from the goal it is distraction you know and destruction and the other thing um mark lamont hill said he said there is a deeper context to this when you have prominent men of color prominent in their field and their stature mm-hmm. backing trump that sends a message, a subliminal message. No, that's, that sends a message and a subliminal message that what Trump and his administration is doing or not doing about the loss of black and brown life through right. the corrupt political and police system is okay. And what it also says is, I can align with him because our favorite color is green. And because... Right right um ice 50 and then wayne because they are at a certain stature they at a certain level in terms of their income the shit that you nas nikita and i would come into contact with they wouldn't because they have money right and you know at, at this point i also to close it out to close this subject out i went back to i, I saw one of my favorite movies higher learning Mm. I so in that moment, I really wanted Ice Cube to tap into the character of Fudge. Because Fudge was like the woke character. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things that Fudge talked about, or Ice Cube, the character of Fudge talked about, was the fact of being captive or being, you know, held captive for for over 400 years. You know what I'm saying? And being slaves and being, you know, having that slave mentality. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, I need to hear Fudge. I don't need to hear Cube. I need to hear Mm -hmm. Fudge. Fudge needs, like, you need to tap into your inner Fudge because I understand the initiative and I understand your intent, but your intent is misleading because you know, you're thinking about money. You're thinking about, like, I mean, granted, black folks, black and brown folks, we could easily use a payday, but at, the, at, but at what expense? At what cost? You know what I'm saying? And, then, and again, at the end of the day, right, opportunity gap, right? What exactly right. does that look like? What does that mean? What does that mean to the everyday folk? Right, who can't read in between the lines and who right. don't know when someone is trying to blow smoke up their skirt. That's what right. I'm talking about. The other thing that I'm talking about is, yes, there needs to be distribution of wealth, but we all know very clear and well that number 45 is not interested in distribution of wealth, especially when it comes to his. So the, 
Dem, I mean, the Republicans talking about telling Ice Cube that they're going to donate or um, dedicate, excuse me, they're going to dedicate $500 million to this plan. Billion, would it be? I apologize. See, I stand corrected, y'all. $500 billion. One, where are they going to get this $500 billion? The United States don't have two nickels to rub together first. And then Mm -hmm. secondly, $5 billion to do what and where are they going to get it from? And if they were going to do that, did they need Ice Cube to show up and say, hey, y'all need to do something? Come on. If you really understood the plight of black and brown people and even care, you wouldn't have needed an Ice Cube to come to you. You wouldn't need to have, again, um, this bill that's still been out there about reparations and trying to get a freaking committee just to look at whether black and brown people should get reparations. All of those things would not even be up for discussion. Mm-hmm. You know what else they would have done? They would have made sure that that police, all those police officers, the one in George um, Floyd's case, they would have made sure those three police officers in Breonna Taylor's case actually ended up with an actual charge of murder. They yeah. would have ensured that Walter Wallace Jr. wouldn't have gotten shot again, another unarmed black man. So Ice Cube, for real, are you allowing them to rock you to sleep? That's what I'm saying. Like, all, like um, I hate, I hate the fact that that these celebrities who are endorsing Trump, and that's a subject we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I hate the fact that everything is pro economics. Like everything, what happened to the value of your life? What happened to protecting the lives of our people, of people in itself? What happened to that? Like we just, we just, we throw away the fact that the police brutality is happening. And just recently a brother in Philly gets shot and killed by five cops who, you know, because they thought he was a threat and he was no threat. And his mother was out there. We forget that. We forget about the fact that there is a, uh, there is a proposed bill for the George Floyd thing and the mental health thing that, Kam- that Senator Kamala Harris is trying to push through, but the House doesn't want it. You know what I'm saying? They don't want it because they feel like, oh, this is, this is another progressive thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're willing to throw all these conditions, the pandemic, my, come on. You're willing to throw all these things out the window because you want some money. No. One thing that Cube said that I, like, I frowned on, he was like, yo, money. Like, it, it, but it's true. He's like, yo, in this country, money, money rules everything. Capital runs everything. And I'm just like, I had to frown on, like, that made me, that made me cringe. Because I was just like, ooh, like, mm, not now there's self-interest in there. Like, that's self-interest. The thing that we all have to realize is what Cube said and what we've seen from white America is capitalism is how this country had, was founded. Everything is about the dollar. Follow follow the money. Follow the money trail. So in that particular instant, he is right. People don't talk to you unless you can sit at the table and you got a couple dollars. Got that. But there was another thing that Ice Cube could have done if he understands, again, that capitalism, money is the thing that makes this world go round. What happens to 
for us, by us. Marcus Garvey's plan. I'm not necessarily saying, hey, let's everybody move back to wherever we're going. But what about him saying, you know what? I don't need the Dems. I don't need the Republicans. I'm going to get with every significant rapper, football, baseball, softball, hockey player, actress, actor of influence and affluence. And we're going to create a plan for us where we begin creating streams of income within all of our inner city communities. And if it's not made by a black person, if it's not produced by a black person, if we can help it, like we don't have no car dealerships right now, but you know what I'm saying? Food, clothing, perfume, hair products. If it's not made by us, we are not buying. That's how we force them to deal with us on our terms. We're a billion dollar business and we don't own shit. That's would have been the plan. I'd have been like, yo, now you talking. You ain't have to go to them because I, listen, we're not gonna see fifth, $500 billion, our children's children ain't going to see $500 billion, Fred. Right. That's right. the shit. So that's what I'm saying. So you can, so you let them rock you to sleep. How, $500, $500 billion over how many years? Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I'm getting warm F- now. Farrakhan, Farrakhan, the, the honorable minister yes. uh, of the nation of Islam, the fruit of Islam, you know what I'm saying? He's been preaching this for decades. He's been talking about the fact that regardless if you are Republican, Democrat, none of that shit matters. None of it. Because at the end of the day, it is about the condi- how are we going to resolve the conditions of our communities and our people? How? And he, and he said the way to do it is we have to take back ownership of us. And this is a point where we have more millionaires and more black billionaires than ever before. And we need to invest in ourselves. He was like, there is land in America that still is not owned at all. Why aren't we billionaires and millionaires coming together and buying this land and making this into like truly black cities like as much as atlanta as much as people say oh atlanta is black and all this other stuff we don't own that shit we don't own atlanta you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day it's like yo like why aren't we truly putting our influence our power our money into actually building something for us you know what i'm saying yeah, I do. And and that's why and that's why I'm I'm not talking about it. I'm I'm done because Yeah. You know yeah. to say that, you know, well, it's about money. We know it's about money. You know why? Because our ancestors were sold here. We the world was built on our backs. Stolen wages. Dehumanized. Right. We know that. Come on, come up with something unique. Come up with something original. I.e., come up with something that's going to really really benefit us. That's what I'm right. talking about. Other than that, miss me. So it's a good transition point because we need to talk about the state of the black vote and we need to talk about, you know what I'm saying, um, just uh, what is at stake of the black vote? What is encouraging us to vote? Like as of today, there's over 85 million people already that have casted a vote, whether it is uh, by ballot, mail-in ballots, or early voting. Over 85 million people people that is 
over 64% of 2016's uh, election. Only 5.9 people, only 5.9 million people voted in, in 2016. Wow. 5.9. And this so we're election. We're already at where? We're over 85 million people. That's good. That is, that is like over 200% more yeah. of what was happened, what has happened in the previous election. That tells you a lot. That tells you to me, that tells me two, one or two things. People are tired of the shit, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they need a change. And ultimately it's telling me that this election has nothing to do with us. This election is white America versus white America. You, you have your conservatives and your liberals, your coverts and your overt racists coming out and battling each other. It is an identity crisis. These, like the white, the white man is really fighting themselves because they see like these liberals who seem to be allies of black and brown folks, right? Believe in a progressive America. And they're like, okay, listen, like, hold on. And and for the record, not all white people are bad, right? But, Absolutely. But... And not all black they, people are good. Right. But these group of white folks who mean well see that this America that Trump is responsible for has truly peeled the onion of what America truly is and has been, Right? And it's just now the fact that it's, you know, it's it's being seen all over the place as social media is so prevalent today, right? And then you have the conservatives that are like, you know what, Trump, Trump is saying everything and doing everything that we already believed in from the jump. And we're and this whole progressive movement and you know, making sure that everybody has liberties and freedoms, that shit gotta go. We need to put people back in their place. So you got two, you got two identities that are battling each other, and and our asses are sitting here with popcorn. Like, what you gonna do? We sitting up here eating popcorn and just looking at both sides. Like, damn, like what's going on? You know, I'm saying we're the byproduct of it because obviously we're we you know we'd be affected by it, but. The, the question or the topic that I want to talk about right now is what is making black people vote for either side? What are, what are the pros and cons in terms of why people are voting for Biden and why are people are voting for Trump? I want to start with Trump first because I think Trump is the more obvious reason as to why black and brown people are voting for him. And go ahead. There's only there's only one one reason I know black and brown people are voting for Trump. And we just got finished talking about it. Money. Yes, money. That's it. Now, now and, and I wanna and I wanna elaborate on that because I had a com I had a discussion with one of my Masonic brothers today, right? Okay. And um we were like we was on Facebook, we was talking about this, and he voted for Trump, right? And, you know, he was like, I don't want nobody to come at me about it. He was like, but this is this is the reason why I voted for Trump. I voted for Trump because this, you know, during 
during his time there, I have benefited a lot financially because of his, because of his business acumen when it comes to tax breaks yep. and you know and all this stuff and my business has profited off of it and I want to continue with that type of shit right and I'm like and he, and then and then and, and I was like okay I get that and then this is where like I, I really turned like I, I turned sour he was mm-hmm. like he's done more he's reversed more policies and injustices for black folks than ever before. And I said to him, I said, in what world? And what policies are those? Can you name them and list and them? What, in what world or what policy could you name for me right now that he has changed? Because nothing has changed. Nothing went, to Cap- nothing, nothing went to Capitol Hill and laws were changed. Did the Constitution change? No. Are we still, are we still considered three-fifths of a person? Listen. I'm saying, like, nothing, ain't nothing changed. Nothing has changed. So could you please tell me outside of you mining your own dollars and, and getting your old and on your and mining your own bag, how has black folks been, well he's released prisoners? Um every president has done that. Every president has had the ability to perform clemency. And mm-hmm. records were broken under Obama's administration. But nobody talks about that because Obama doesn't have celebrities doing the shit. Donald Trump has Kim Kardashian, who's not even a fucking lawyer, right? Oh, here talking pretending to, people, to be, yeah. pretending to be, and getting these folks out of jail. Stop playing. Stop playing with me. So, I, so I'm having this intense conversation with him, and the point that I made to him was this: What is the point of you valuing and collecting a bag if you don't have a life to enjoy it, or someone to enjoy it with you? What is the whole point of you earning all this money and being alone and being an elitist? What is the, like, yeah, you could drive down the street and leave your business and you in a Maserati, right? You in a Maserati, you in, you know what I'm saying, a Tesla, you in a BMW, whatever, right? And you driving down the street and you see your fellow brother and your brother is struggling. He, he you know what I'm saying, he, you know, he doesn't have any health insurance. You know what I'm saying? He's struggling to feed his kids. You know what I'm saying? He probably doesn't have a, a home. He's probably in an apartment. He probably got all kinds of drama, all kinds of shit happening with him. But you look at him and you say what Trump and him will say, well, I can't make black folks want it more than I do. Because mm. that's what Republicans are saying now. Republicans who are a part of his, uh, Trump's campaign management are saying, well, you know, black folks can't want it as bad as how Trump, like, I mean, black folks have to want it more. And I'm like, how does a white man who has never felt any poverty at all can say something like that? And, 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 and. You know how? Because it's, again, his arrogance and the audacity of his what? White privilege, his white male privilege. That's why. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Trump you know, would last 15 minutes on Jefferson. Listen, the Perry Project. The Perry Projects, come on. Yo. He went, he went, like in my hood, he went last. He went last. Okay, but, but back to the point at hand. 
people are black and brown people are voting for Trump because of the economic successes that comes with Trump. And if we're going to be very clear, if we're going to be very honest, mm-hmm. Trump is benefiting off of it off of an economy that was jump started for at least 10 years. You know what I'm saying? For at least because, 10 years. Well, listen, let's go all the way back to Clinton. Clinton, again, left a surplus, the economy. Again, yeah. the Bush came in. He did some things. He ain't fucking up like Trump. Then, guess what? 44 came in. Surplus. Surplus. Mm-hmm. Nada. Nothing, man. And, 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 and so... So, oh, okay. So, uh, do we agree that the only the only reason why black folks are really voting for Trump is because of those tax breaks and 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 the money, the financial? Can, can we can we can we that, that, agree? That my own, that's my only answer. Okay. All right. So I let's had, lead I'll over. Have, I'll have I'll have nothing else for you, brother. Okay. So let's lead over to Biden. Why is black and brown people voting for Biden? This is this is more of a this is more of a conversation that is substantive because you know because this goes into the psyche of the black community right because you know the black folks have I, I'm a registered independent mm-hmm. so. I look at both sides and I look at policies and I look at the the morals and the character of both individuals. Right. You know what I'm and I right. surmise on who I'm going to pick. You know what I'm saying? I was a Democrat and then I just was like, I want to be a free thinking individual. You know sure. what I'm saying? You're not going to, you're not going to condition me and culture me to picking one side just because, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then after doing some history and some research and stuff like that, finding out that, you know, the black man was solely responsible for, you know, Republican parties and all that stuff, whatever. Okay, cool. But psychologically, I think the the black and brown communities are voting for Biden, not because they like Biden, but because that is the only alternative right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are so emotionally and passionately invested in this election because of the trauma that Donald Trump has inflicted on our communities. We are like, listen, this motherfucker got to go. I know I've said it. Yep. Like, I mean, it's just like he's got to go. And it's become, for me personally, it's more of a personal reason as to why he has to go because during this pandemic, which he's been very irresponsible about, you know what I'm saying? My grandmother, my wife's great grandparents Mm -hmm. passed away due to COVID and they didn't have to die like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to die alone. They didn't have to die, you know, under these complications. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Trump, you're responsible mm-hmm. for that shit because you neglected to prepare a country for something you knew about and something that Obama told us about in his presidential election. 
He told us and warned us, like, listen, we got the, we have the blueprint to, pre- to prevent all this. And Obama came out and said, listen, we gave Trump and his administration the blueprint to handle this type of pandemic, and they simply just threw it away, like, whatever. Right. And because of that, for me, that is one of the main reasons as to why I voted against Trump because of his irresponsibility of caring for lives during something like this. You just simply just didn't know what to do. I would feel better if you just, if you just came on and said, I did not know what to do. Mm. But instead, you you didn't but instead you just simply neglected and and your justification is, well, I didn't want people to panic. Fuck that shit. Fuck no, that. And then as a result, 225,000 individuals have died in counting. In counting. Over 70,000 new cases a day. A day. Ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's one thing. But let's talk about other reasons why people are voting for Biden. Well, again, let's start with the obvious. You just mentioned the first one. Um, Americans, black, brown, white, Asian, Latino, Latinx, heterosexual, asexual, um, non-binary, you know, um, LGBTQ plus trans are sick of his foolishness. I'm I'm lying. I'm I'm talking about Biden. Um, Are voting because of the foolishness of number 45, right? So although... Um, individuals are voting for um, Biden, not that they agree with everything that he's done and everything that he stands for, but I'm going to go back again to your point. It's almost as if, not it's not almost as if, it's what would you rather have? Someone you could reason with, someone who thinks logically, and someone who is the individual that sees people as humans, mm-hmm. who would you rather vote for, regardless of your political affiliation? That's you know another reason. The other thing right. too, I think people are voting for him because of his connection with number forty-four. Yep. Then another thing I believe um, people are voting for him is because of his vice president running mate. I think um, Kamala that, Harris, a, senator. Yeah. Kamala Harris brings a lot to the table. And when you think about the progressive idea, so you're getting the woman vote, you're getting, again, the black and brown vote, you're getting the Greek vote. So she brought so many avenues and so many angles, you know, to the conversation that people are saying, yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, one of, um, you know, my um, friend, she started off as an associate friend, um, Latina sister, um, and Hispanic. And she, um, her and her daughter voted today. And she said, you know, she took her daughter with her. Her daughter's not old enough to vote. But she said, I got an opportunity to cast my ballot today. You know, again, one, we're celebrating 100 years of women being able to vote, again, at the risk of sounding redundant. But she said, I, my daughter got to watch me vote for a candidate where the vice president running mate is a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Like how significant is that? Yeah. So those are, you know, um, you know, some of the things. Also, I'll say this, 
Um, I think some people are voting for Joe Biden because he's not scared of Trump. He, he's like, you a clown. Like, he went toe-to-toe. You know, it was funny seeing two Like I said, like I said, white America yep. versus white America. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they're duking it out. Um, and I think one of the other things, too, that, and I had a point, and I can't remember what it was, um, you know, with the conversation um, with him. Oh, here it is. Because he has suffered so much pain and strife. His story is an amazing story. Mm-hmm. You know, his wife and his daughter, then his son Bo dying, and, you know, the army. Like, his story almost writes, you know, as, you know, a person who didn't, who isn't privileged, unlike number 45. So mm-hmm. I believe that there are, again, special nuances where people say, you know what, I can approach him. And here's another thing too. He gives individuals that he meet and meet personally, he gives them his personal telephone number. Yeah, he does. He gives he them. Their, he, so he is, when, you, when you're talking about community, when you're talking about being on the ground, when you're talking about being accessible, he's the individual of the two candidates so those are yeah. four or five things that i would and, and you know what i would be remiss if i didn't bring this up but you know the legislature the law that was passed in 94 a lot of people hold that over biden's head you know about the you know during the, the law about during the crack ep- ep- epidemic that was happening the world saying, crack, what came out of the reagan era right it started and the, with the reagan era in the 80s right right and the thing about that right is one of, during one of his town halls, uh, uh, a white woman asked him about this and was like, you know, she's like, I'm not a woman of color. I'm a white woman, but yet I have a husband who's black. And, you know, we were talking about you, like he's undecided and he really has a grudge with you because in 94, you signed over a bill, which pretty much encouraged the incarceration of men of color. You know what I'm saying? During the crack epidemic and we want to know why we should vote for you after you done something like that, which has been one of the major reasons as you know, that has contributed towards the affliction of black people. You know yep. what I'm saying, and Joe Biden stood up like he's been sitting down the whole time and he stood up, he put his mask on and walked over to the person and he said, listen, that bill that I did is one of my biggest regrets. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, this is a po- this is a political answer, right? He's being a politician, but he went into depth. He wrote down some facts, right? He had a he had a card, and he wrote down some facts, and he was like, listen, he was like, what people fail to realize is that when that bill was passed, the majority of the Senate were black people, and the outcry during that time was the black community wanted something done in the community because crack was taking over because crack was taking over it wasn't just about you know the white the black community the yeah. black community was like yo we need to do something about need this protection because they were scared of the drug dealers right and he's like but one thing that i was misinformed about was when i passed that legis- when i passed that bill and it became a law the ramifications of what would happen to these black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. He was like, so out of being naive, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, that's that's a mistake that I wish I, you know, that I wish I had another attempt to do. He was yeah. like, but you know, moving forward, you become wiser and things like that. He was like, knowing the conditions of black people now, I will never want to put you guys in that. And I didn't need to hear that. What I wanted to hear was the fact of at least you apologized for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but, but I, what happened was, like you said, he not only apologized, but he went in depth. That is an individual that, again, like I said, can be objective, can think logically, and then can say, you know what? I fucked up. And also in the same breath, when we talk about clemency, mm-hmm. he got a lot of those people out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying a lot of these folks who... So he, un- so he made the wrong right. I mean, even though you can't never take back time, but... Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I was, you know, I was like, okay, I get that because that was something I held over his head too. I'm like, yo, and Kamala. I'm like, yo, Kamala, you so was yeah, a uh, you, for was, you. You, you know what I'm saying? You was responsible for putting a lot of your own brothers and sisters in jail. But then even Kamala spoke to it and she was like, listen, I was a district attorney following the laws that were set. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could look at my record. He's like, she was like, go to my record, look at it, evaluate it for yourself. If you're going to hold that over my head, it's because of the position that I was in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's because it was the job. It was the job that I was ordained to do. Not My job wasn't to lock up black and brown people. My job was to follow the law. And the law mm-hmm. stated this. And that's what I just had to do at that time. You know what I'm saying? So, but another reason I, I, I want to say is a lot of people are voting for Biden because Kamala is, she is the contingency plan because let's say that biden gets sick or something happens to biden during his presidency you got kamala right there mm, yeah. kamala is, is well capable of performing this remember kamala was trying to run for president she was but still so, trying to run for president so you know that's you a contingency that. plan and and that's one of the things as well that has been some conversation that yeah, yeah. when they win, she will come back in four and AOC yeah. will be her running mate. Absolutely. Like Biden's a one-term president. It is. But here's he, the deal. We only need him for one time because when we're thinking about what we're up against, we're up against, what did you say? They're fighting amongst themselves. So let's just say hypothetically, Kamala ended up being the lead, and let's just say he would have been the vice president, that wouldn't have been enough to counter the conversation. We need them to go at one another. We need white men to be checking white men on, again, his bullshit. Because guess what? They're going to be at the table before an ice cube, for before Little Wayne, before right. 50, before a Frederick, a Tamara, or Nikita, or Nas. So... Right. That's again, that I will say that was one of the smartest things the Democratic Party did. They knew this was going to be, like you said, a drag out, knockdown fight between them. It's like, again, your two conscious going at it. You know, this like, them white people know that's straight wrong, but again, what do they care about? Themselves, their pockets, and their family. They know their sons are going to come home. They know their daughters are going to come home. They don't have those kind of concerns. So guess what? 
we gonna leave that across the street. Listen, let me tell you something, and and this goes into a final topic that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we talk about these celebrities and all that stuff coming out, and you know, endorsing Trump and stuff like that. And you know, yeah. ultimately, we're gonna talk about Little Wayne, but. I want to start off at this point. Little Wayne don't st- get none. Little Wayne don't get none. But but let me, let me start off at this point. And the in the in the neighborhood that I that I live in, right, my new property and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty mixed environment. It's very very homey, right? It's yeah. a very residential place. You know what I'm saying? We have white neighbors, black neighbors, Indian neighbors. You know, it's pretty mixed. But as the election gets closer. I'm starting to see a lot of Trump pet signs all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the place, right? And I went to a gas station and went to go, you know, get some gas. And there was this white guy who approached me. I'm thinking like, oh shit, is this? It's an elderly white man. And I'm thinking oh, like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go, right? And you know, I I fear no man. Oh, I know, I know you like, all right, here we go. I'm getting ready to take these like, glasses you know off. Saying? Like, right I fear no man. This. So, I'm, so I'm very, ca- but I'm cautious. So I look at sure. him and I'm like, good afternoon, sir. How can I help you? And he was like, sir, I just, can I do this duty for you? And I was like, okay, what, what's, he was like, can I pay for your gas? And I look at him, I'm like, pay for my guys. Like right. I'm capable of paying for my own guys. He, he was just, you know, he was like, he was like, no, he was like, I will, I would love the honor and paying for your guys because it's the least thing I, that I can do to show you that your life matters to me too. Mm. You know, that you, you know, that I value your life. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not one of these guys, you know, who, you know, is following this Trump guy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not one of them. He's like, I just, like, like, it will be an honor. And I was like, you know what? I could pay for my gas, but if you really want to do an honor for me or a service for me, take that same energy to those who don't think like you. Come on. And and check them on their bullshit. check them on their bullshit because that's really where the real fight is right there. That's exactly where And he looked at me and he said, like he shook his head and he said, fair enough, and gave me a handshake. I say all that to say this, right? You have these celebrities like the Little Waynes and all of them coming out. And Little Wayne, he's irrelevant. Like Little Wayne is is the same rapper who just said a few years ago that he doesn't believe in racism because he never experienced it. He's the same, like, he's the same person, right, who talks, like, all he cares about is himself, his women, and his self-interest, and he got tax problems. He got tax problems. And and, i.e., here's his 15 seconds of fame. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't, after learning about all that, it doesn't surprise me why he goes over there. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't surprise me that, if anything, that's a shot in the face of Jay-Z who who paid for his taxes. And Jay-Z doesn't fuck with Trump at all, but that's at neither all. here or there. But that's neither here or there. But but we, we can be we can be sure that the Sean Carter and the Carters won't be fucking with him any longer. You can't get nothing from again the whole listen. 
Listen. Good night. So, but but I, I started thinking, and I was like, you know what? As more signs are coming up, and there's there's more overt patronage, uh, patronism of Trump and his campaign. I started really thinking that yo, Trump is really panicking right now. Mm-hmm. Like his campaign, they should be. Is panicking right now. When you because gotta, when you got to take a picture with with little Wayne with all them crazy blonde dreads. They are they are in a fr- like they are it's it's so bad. Like let, let me just so they were comparing 2016's election and this election and they were like, you know, Hillary was up by 4 points at this certain time and it was a sure thing that Hillary was going to win, but obviously we saw what happened and we saw yep. that Hillary didn't win. She got the po- popular vote and all this other shit and da 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 da, right? But the news reporter was like, "Well, this is different." It's like Joe was up by at least 14 points. That's a major thing. And the more people that vote, mm-hmm. that percentage is increases. The percentage is increasing in favor of Biden winning. So Trump is going into the because that's where that's where it's going to go down the mid the Midwest states, yep. mm-hmm. that right. the middle states, it's going to go down there, and you know, Trump is trying to do everything he can to galvanize the black vote at any cost and these he campaign managers over he, here like he, he nothing at all and for my college students because like you know there's some college students that look at little well i don't know if they look at little wayne as their leader or nothing like that but i know there's certain generations that are older than them that really looked up to little wayne and they was like little wayne is the best rapper alive and all this sort of shit and now he comes out and he supports trump and it's just like wait what what ice cube you know what i'm saying ice cube he he at least meets with trump and cube fans are like what hold on what's this the same guy that's like fuck the police and but Trump is like, what's what's going on? All of this is happening because Trump is in dire straits and in dire need of your vote. Yeah. Again, what I just wrote um, two Mondays ago, a blog titled "We've Been Bamboozled Again." Malcolm X already schooled us on this. Mm-hmm. We've been bamboozled again concentrating on all of this nothingness, concentrating on all of um, these individuals who say, well, I'm voting because of this. Like you said, self-interest. They're not thinking about us because if, let's just say hypothetically, if they were thinking about us, regardless of your self-interest, they're going to be okay, Fred. If they were truly thinking about the black and brown community, they would have handled it differently. That's why I said, I'm, I'm done. They would have handled it differently because they would have known that he was going to use this to his advantage and he was going to use it at an opportune time to, again, mm-hmm. upset the apple cart. Mm-hmm. That's it. I want to end on this note. All right. The election day is coming up November 3rd, right? Which is next Tuesday, right? Day after my born day. The day after your, after your birthday. Happy birthday, baby. You know what I'm saying? And um, and Nas, before Nas got off the call, 
Nas may mention that a colleague of his had a fear that either way it goes, America is going to be a shit show. Either way it goes, America is going to be an uproar. Mm-hmm. I follow this uh, guy. He's from the Fruit of Islam. His name is Riza Islam mm. on Instagram. Okay. And Riza is an independent, and he he doesn't subscribe to neither parties. You know, he's he's you know he's bipartisan. He doesn't subscribe to neither. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he tells both sides that yes. not only that, but you should meet with Farrakhan, right? Mm. And all sides have failed to meet with Farrakhan. Like, they refuse to meet with Farrakhan. But I say this, um, he put things in a perspective on notice. He said, listen, I truly do believe that on November 3rd, that very night, when it gets dark and all this other stuff, he was like, yo, white folks are going to act the fuck up. He was like that Amazon has seen an increase in sales of Purge, of the, like the movie Purge. Mm. They have seen an increase in sales of Purge paraphernalia, such as like the the masks mm-hmm. and, you know, the sirens and all that stuff. He said people are going to drive around in their cars playing the Purge signs, and there's literally going to be people outside causing harm and violence and trying to dis- to to dissuade people from voting with acts of violence because of the fact either they are pro Trump or Joe Biden lost you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and he was like black and brown people have to be ready he's like by nature we are not violent people we're not by nature we're not violent people he's but, like but, these- but- but but right. if you test us, we go with the best of them, right? You know what mm. I'm saying? But he's like, listen, to protect yourselves, he was like, everybody should stay in the house. Yep. People should be, you know, like if you ain't got to go out nowhere, stay home, stay with your kids, get some groceries, get some things now. Because when November 3rd comes, after that time, after this election, after, after the polls are closed, it's going down. It's going to be a movie. I say that to say this. I completely agree. I think that something is going to happen. Just a few, maybe a week or two ago, I said like, yo, that same feeling that I had over me about this whole pandemic, right? That something wasn't right. That shit came back and was like, yo, something ain't right. I'm telling y'all right now, I believe me. I'm not trying to put any anxiety out there, but November 3rd, it's going to be a movie. Like, you see you see what's happening now. Like, as time goes grows closer towards the election day, you're starting to learn more and more shit. The media is putting out more and more and more things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's getting to a point where my wife is like, turn it off. Yeah, I haven't turned it on. I haven't because like, I just... Turn it off. I, because it's because it's become addicting, right? You want to know what's the next thing, and like emotions and conditioning, you know, the whole conditioning side of what media does to you. You start to become programmed. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, "Turn that shit off. Turn it off." You know what I'm saying? I I believe that if tr- if Trump wins, white folks are gonna go sh- bad shit. They're gonna go crazy. If Trump loses. 
white folks definitely are going to go crazy and they definitely going to come out here with their guns and trying to kill and damage and do it. You think that they was mad at us for looting? These motherfuckers is going to go crazy and really tear down these cities because that's what they're programmed to do. And the thing is, is that they think that this is the 60s and the 70s and the 50s and beyond, and we just going to let that shit happen to us. You do that shit to us, or you try. It's a different narrative because we ain't having that shit. You're not coming on my property and thinking you're going to try to... No. That's not going down. You can come over here if you want. Catch this smoke. They're, they're, talking about, they're talking about activating the National Guard on Election Day. Where? But, but it, which throughout, state? Throughout the country. Mm. All these hot spots like New York. Tech, all, where all these DC. protests... All these protests, especially D.C. is ground zero. Yeah, it is. Ground zero. You know what I'm saying? It's a, so, you know, college students, my black and brown brothers, even some of our, even, even our white allies, our white brothers and sisters, listen, Just lock be up. careful. Just be, be careful. careful. Get ready. Especially, like, if you have the opportunity, you still can vote early. As you get, out, get out there and do it. That's that's another reason why I did it because I didn't want to be out in that circus. Even though there'll be more polls available, I didn't want to be out in that circus. I'm I'm not like I, I have I have babies, I have a family, I have a wife that I have to come home to. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to put myself in jeopardy or be in jail because someone tried to do something to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. What did he, he say? He jokes and kids about it. He's like, because this is the most significant. He's like, this is the most important election of all time. You know what I'm saying? He jokes about that, but truly it is. This, this election is not an election about policy. This election is about the character of the nation, mm-hmm. Come on, how, um, how, Amer- how America wants to be viewed for the future, for the present. Think about it. Trump has isolated America. We are on our own island. No other country wants to fuck with us. They, they, they're not even rocking out with us. They, they, they're like, whatever. And I think this is one of the other things to, again, your point of them duking it out, meaning, again, the Biden and, you know, again, the Trump, the white man, because I believe they're so arrogant, right? They're not going to, the punks are not going to call Trump on his bullshit, but they talking about him behind, they like, this motherfucker's fun, because you know why? They're so arrogant that they can't stand losing, and what I mean by that, losing the notion, the idea that United States is a superpower, that we are the guru and we are, again, the place to be. And because they allow this cat to run this country into the ground, nobody's rocking out. So they're like, we got to get this cat out of here because nobody respects us. And that means them, because guess what? At the end of the day, is you motherfuckers that's running it. Right. So... Listen, y'all, I can't stress. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm no, not telling, no, if I'm y'all not, can't do early, make sure y'all make it happen. I'm not telling you who to vote for. You know, just based off of what I'm telling you, you know who I voted for, and I justified why I'm voting for him. 
know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure Tamara's the same way. I'm going to tell y'all who I voted for. I voted for the man that got the woman, the black woman. That's who <laughs> I voted for. Yeah, I, me too. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this is not me trying to sway you to vote for either or. <laughs> All I'm telling you is the fact that when you go to the polls, college students, listen to me, because you have to go to the polls. Yes, you do. When you go to the polls... Think about the conditions of your people. And not only that, college students, no, it, do that, but also think about the conditions of the institution. Think about your college experience right now, especially if you're a freshman, you're a freshman or a You don't have an experience. Well, you exactly. do, but it's not an experience. Exactly. Exactly. Not an experience. Exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and if it is an experience, it's an experience at a cost. It's an experience at a cost. Think about that shit. Do you really think that if, you know what I'm saying, Biden was president or something like that, or, or, like, or, or Obama was president, you think, if, you think if Hillary was president? Exactly. Talk that talk. That this, that this shit would happen? No. Come on. <clears throat> you got to think about that shit, man. But listen, this is your favorite campus uncle. It's your sister, my sister in pain, struggle, loss on victory, the Liberated Project chick. Hey y'all! Hey, we had our guest on here that came and you know showed some love. We had Nikita, we had Nas, came and went. They dropped their two cents on us. It's all good. Uh, you probably heard Nikita. She's like, yeah, they got our experiences. You know, you heard that. <laughs> you know, she put she put her two cents in there, and I appreciate that. Listen, man, for the love of we here, you know what I'm saying? We we do we this. We out so, here, uh, and, and, you know. and at the end of the day, right? Um, for those of you that know. Fred and myself and the team are getting to know us. We said we're two educators on the record. On the record, y'all. We own everything that we say. We're not running from anything or anyone. Never. Fred already told y'all, we do not fear no man because we know that there is a higher being and we know that what's happening in this world is not right under any circumstances and it's not have anything to do with, for real, you know, color. It has to do with individuals, beings being dehumanized, marginalized, and left out of the conversation yet one more time. And you know what? It has to stop. We did not ask people of color, did not ask to come here, did not ask to be here. But now that we're here, we want what's coming to us, everything. Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle already told you, I want what's due to me. I don't want one cent more, but I want everything that is due. Mm -hmm. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. And if you have Listen. a problem, if you have a problem with that, then you know what? Maybe you need to go home because there's only one native, and that's the Native Americans, our Native American brothers. Everybody's an immigrant. So if you are having enough and can't get it right, you go home. Listen, y'all. And on that what note, what Tamara said in a Z formation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, and I know we signing off, man. That was good. Great conversation, y'all. Yeah, that was dope. Peace. Peace.